Neville explains the Bible as a parable. And the characters in the Bible are interstates of consciousness and external realizations of the internal consciousness. And he speaks about this uh, phase of time when we have forgotten we are God. And as we forget we're God, we become insane. We are absolutely unclear on who we are. We've lost ourselves and we are insane. But the Christ in us, which is the which is the purified, purest, conscious version of ourselves, which is really the God in ourselves, the one unified consciousness of God that moves and animates us from the inside and guides our activity in relationship to how we think is reflected on the on the world of humanity. And what I mean by humanity is every human, every human personality and spirit, every human, every human is guided by one intelligence. And that's the intelligence of God or Christ. And the reflection of Christ is seen in David, which is just the physical humanity. It's humanity itself. So all humanity is guided by one intelligence. So if you've ever seen an anthill, the ants don't seem to be the ants seem to be working in unison under one intelligence. Uh, you put a rock in front of some ants, the ants just simply move around the rock and go and get the food and bring it back like it's being guided by one intelligence. As we know, the beehive is working under the intelligence of the queen bee. Uh, everything is centered around a queen bee. So the queen bee is the expressive intelligence of the hive. The expressive intelligence of <clears throat> humanity is the imagination. The imagination in its purest form is God. It's Christ. It's every perfect imagining. It's every perfect scenario. It's every perfect situation. It's every perfect energy and every perfect emotion uh, as it relates and connects to the moment. And that that imagination, that Christ imagination, the Christ mind, which anybody can anybody can attain to. Uh, everyone is now, but has forgotten that Christ mind is reflected on humanity's activity. So in the book, in the Bible, David stands before King Saul and he says, someone who looks like me will receive you unto me. Someone like me will receive you. And who is speaking to is speaking to you, the one who has forgotten he or she is God. And someone and, and David, the perfect reflection of Christ in humanity that you can't see is speaking back to you and saying in his own mystical way that you will you will be received unto someone who looks just like me because all I'm reflecting is your deepest spirit. And when you do come to consciousness, you will come to the realization of Christ consciousness as your very being. As your very imagination, your imagination will be Christ. And then you will see the entire physical world reflect back to you what you've done in mind. And now you'll understand David is is being you are being received by someone who looked just like David because it was you the entire time. It was only a reflection of yourself. So in this world, as we walk around. In this third dimensional reality, we can't forget the fact that David is this third dimensional reality. 
It's everything that can physically happen. So let me give you an example. When you, when I consciously, yesterday, I consciously conjured up an idea. I wanted to connect with events around Texas. And my endeavor was to capture as many of the events as I possibly could and book them for the rest of the year because I knew that's where our opportunity was. In my consciousness, it was finished. In my consciousness, it was finished. And I enjoyed looking for it. I knew very clearly that this was the activity that would move us forward clearly the most. So I clearly saw it in my mind. I contacted the people who told us to look for the events and that they will who will book the events. And they told me it was more information I needed to find. And I thought that it was done, but I didn't get discouraged. I still saw it as complete because I knew this will move our company forward the most. And it will move the opportunities for the people who I bring on the most. And it would give me clarity that this is something that I can believe in. If by us having these events. So I was very clear on I was very clear on these events being the solution to the problem. Later on, I get a call. They say, you should stop looking for events. I said, why is that? He said, We've just been sent a list of every single event in the entire Texas area that we can go to. We know the prices, we know the time frames, and we can book any of them we want to. So your wish has been granted. You have the list of events. Now in consciousness, I had the complete list of events. In consciousness, I didn't know that someone else was going to come along and give it to me but in consciousness I had the events now for me supplementing what I consciously knew with action was fun to me it was an experience of fun to me I felt good about it I felt excited about it and any action that you feel excited about simply gives you more concentrated faith and concentrated energy and expression in the reality that you're thinking and dwelling in. It's just like make make believe it's pretending. So just like a kid who can see himself being a being an a- astronaut or a musician or any of that will make pretend. They will make pretend with their physical body when they're younger. They'll sing all day even though they can't sing. They'll bang their fingers on the piano, even though they can't play the piano. They will teach the class, even though they don't know what they're talking about. They'll put stuffed animals in front of them and teach the class. And they don't even know that they don't they can't they're not teaching anything. But it doesn't matter if they're teaching anything. They're making pretend in a way that's exciting to them. So after the vision is complete in your mind, make pretend in ways that are exciting to you with your physical world. This is one thing that I've learned helps manifest the reality. This is a this is a conscious universe. Anything that is consciously happening, anything that is consciously happening is coming. Anything that is consciously happening. Is coming.
anything, anyone that is consciously being is, is coming. Any reality that is consciously being done is coming. So consciously, this means in consciousness, you move. In consciousness, you receive the million. In consciousness, you give the million. In consciousness, you live in the house. In consciousness, you leave the state. In consciousness, you succeed in consciousness. And whatever is done in consciousness is coming. Because everything must be conscious, be done in consciousness before it is done in the three-dimensional reality. Everything has to pass through a conscious mind or any the, the consciousness or the mind or the imagination before it can pass into the physical world. There is nothing that gets permission to come to the third dimensional reality, especially as it relates to you, the center of creation. Unless you call it and the way it is called is it is called consciously. The physical material of this world is called and instructed consciously. In consciousness, you speak to yourself all day. This is the content of the mind. So the content of the mind, which is words, sentences, paragraphs that that have been uh, created with meaning. Those. Those. That have been created with meaning. When they are fed to the, in consciousness, they are spoken in consciousness. They are creating in consciousness. So the words you speak and the words that you continually speak and continually say with conviction and consciousness within yourself, within your own mind. That's what is being created and conjured. Now, when they are created and conjured consciously, they have no choice but to manifest and be conjured physically as it relates to you. Like causes produce like effects. So everything manifests unto the likeness of that which created it. So your mind is creative and it will create like the words you're saying. It will create like the sentences you're saying. It will create like the images you continually see. It will create like the things you continue to believe in. It will create unto the things in consciousness. It has no other material to create. So if you give your mind. If you give your mind ingredients, which is food, which is words. Um, which are thoughts. If you give your mind those, those ingredients, then the mind will create. In the likeness and image of those words. <clears throat> it will create in the likeness and image of those words. It can't create any other way. There are no other ingredients that has been given. So you are choosing the ingredients that the mind uses to create the second coming of the mind. By keeping using your willpower to keep your mind in a certain form. Keep your words in a certain way. If you were creating a recipe. If you were creating a meal. You would not just put a hodgepodge of crazy ingredients together. And throw it in a skillet and hope that it would be good. 
but you will concentrate. You will have concentration on how long you fry the meat. You will have concentration on if you saute the vegetables. You have concentration on if you stir in a sauce. And you will have a very you will have measurements and ingredients. You will have very specific ingredients. Those specific ingredients in the syntax in the order that they come, you would consciously do. But this is not what we do when we when it comes to creating the meal of our lives. Every day we wake up, we are eating our meal. Our life is our meal. Whether that meal is tasteful, whether that meal satisfies, it satiates, it fills up, it's determined by what ingredients you've put in it and how you've cooked it. How much time did you put into it? Now, if you got the ingredients, the perfect ingredients to a to a meal and you didn't follow the instructions you didn't see it in a sequence that it was going to be done you didn't see it in its completion you didn't see it in its final form then how could you ever use the ingredients to the best benefit if you didn't see how many how many ounces of uh linguine should you use how many uh ounces of milk do you put or cream cheese or sour cream how how much what is the what is the construct of the end product what does it look like okay so you look at the end what does the end product look like and you work backwards from there from in your mind your mind you look at the end and you trace it backwards and you you go from the end and you move across backwards from from the end back to this moment and you bring into this moment the end the end creation and you hold the end creation in mind now the one who does the cooking the one who does the sauteing the one who does the chopping the one who does the sizzling is the christ in you it is the imagination itself the imagination has ways you know not of, of cooking up the reality that you've thought about. It has ways you know not of, of cooking up the reality you've thought about. So when you are thinking of the end and you are dwelling in the end, recognize that there's a chef. There's a master chef that is cooking up the ingredients as we speak, as you walk through life. Now, as you walk through life, would you want the chef to be upset, angry while he's cooking? Or would you want him to do it in love and grace and gratitude? You would want the chef to be in grace, love and gratitude and expectancy on how beautiful this thing is going to taste once it's finished. So you are the chef's attitude toward the end product. You don't chop up the end product, but you are the chef's attitude toward the end product. So after you've seen the conclusion of life, the conclusion of the end, you spend your time being grateful, being excited and anticipating the conclusion of the thing you're dwelling in now. If you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you see a meal that you like 
all you do is you see the meal. You can imagine how it's going to taste. And then you put the order in. You put the order in. Now you consciously wait at that table. You sit at that table and you're consciously waiting for your dream to come. This this meal. You can taste it. You're excited about it. You know what it's going to taste like, what it's going to feel like. You know how hot the steak's going to be. You can taste it. And the whole time you're sitting there, you never think once that it's not going to come. You're just getting excited for when it does. This is the state that you stay in through the entire process of creation. You're getting excited about the steak dinner, baby. That steak dinner is your reality. You're getting excited about the reality. You're getting excited about that second coming. You're getting excited. You had it once in mind. You will have it a second time in your physical reality. Wait for the chef to cook it up. 